Hello, this is Dr. Paul Cottrell, and I'm going to be talking about the post-election butthurt of the liberals. Now, I've been a little, I've been away from the videos and the commentary about the election for about a month now, and uh, as people know, I do videos on economics, finance, technology politics, political economy, stuff like that. So I wanted to talk about in this live feed on Facebook the my perspectives of what was going on in the post-election. So most people that have been following me, I'm a Trump supporter. Uh, you know, I was pushing in the social media like many of my other uh, comrades to actually promote a Trump presidency. So we did win, and after the, the election, you saw some interesting dynamics that have been taking place, and that's what I want to basically talk about. So now the idea here is um, maybe to take a look at what we've been seeing in the me mass media and um, maybe the perspective of the alt me, uh, alt news. So one problem in the post-election was the um, the idea or the lack of communication that that Hillary Clinton provided her own supporters. So, for example, right when it looked like the electoral votes were to go to Trump. She postponed her concession speech um, and had one of her major staffers come out and uh, say, okay, everybody go home, you know, we're going to be still counting votes late in the night and uh, there's not going to be a speech, um, which was, which was uh, I think, disrespectful to her supporters. Um, the next day, well, before that, later in the night, I think it was around 2 or 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, Trump wins. And she, she um, comes out the next day, and her campaign staffers were saying she was going to talk at 9.30 in the morning, and then it went to 10.30, and then eventually, it, it, I think it was 11 or 11.30 when she actually came out. So, and then she came out that we needed to heal the country and this was going to be a peaceful transition and da 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 da. And now we fast forward to where we're at now. Okay. So, the bottom line is that the liberals out there that voted for, for Hillary um, have projected this image that Trump supporters are racist or Trump supporters are. Um, just a bunch of angry white guys, right? But the facts are that there were many minority groups that did support Trump. And I'm starting to see a lot of hatred on social media saying that, you know, Trump supporters are Nazis and, and, and this. We're seeing a lot of anti-Semitic um, fervor starting to boil up in, in the United States. And even in Canada, there was a 
uh, somewhat of a well-known post that, that was on Facebook about a shul or a synagogue that was, um, that was spray-painted with a bunch of swastikas. Now, so there was this boiling of, of uh, feelings on the liberal side that they're fearful of the uh, fearful of Trump, Trump supporters and of Trump, and yet it's Trump supporters that are really um, constitutionalists. They they're trying to um, uh, project that we are a land of of, of laws. So I so I'm going to try to lay out the the. Um, the, the cornerstone or the, the foundation of what Trump supporters are looking for in a candidate. So, but before I do that, I just wanted to state that there seems to be this desire from the liberals to actually have this idea of, well, you need to have sequentially every single minority group represented um, in the presidency, and unfortunately, um, w we need to have a, a president that that um, just has the best ideas. So, in the liberals, the liberals have a tendency to go, "Well, every single minority needs to be represented before any white guy could ever be in the presidency." And if if the electric puts a white guy in the presidency, then obviously they m must be. Uh, a bunch of racists, but that's not true. You know, Trump had the better ideas, constitutionalism, um, you know, protection of the, the First, Second Amendment, the, the idea of uh, nationalism, the reduction of globalism, the idea of na national sovereignty. That's a better idea, um, independent if it came from a white guy. <laughs> that's a better idea than what Hillary was saying uh, more globalization, more collectivism. So this, this election, in my mind, was more about individualism and uh, um, a push against collectivism. So that's at the, the high philosophical level of the, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the liberals um, looking at this. So they were taking the, the perspective that every single minority group has to be represented before we could ever have another white guy in the presidency, instead of looking at the, the two candidates, independent of their gender, independent of their race, to actually pick which has the best idea. Now, on, in social media, we're starting to see a lot of blowback on, on um, these, these liberals, on, on Trump supporters. I'm in New York, and there's protests, you, you hear it on the, on the media about individuals, um, um, you know, burning people's cars because they have a Trump sticker, or you, you, you've heard the, the cases where this uh, gentleman was pulled out of his car and beaten in an in African-American community because uh, it, they thought that he was a Trump supporter. And we... We Trump supporters are offended that you got the this this the the Hillary goons or the, this lib you know these liberals that that supposedly liberals 
that are calling Trump supporters fascists, yet they are projecting fascism by burning down their cities and running, you know, running like a bunch of hoodlums and destroying people's people's property. Um, but the mass media is 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 projecting. Well, look at look at the Breitbart guy, Steven, that uh, is running, you know, running uh, Trump's. Uh, transition team for the strategy, um, he must be a racist. Well, I believe he's Jewish, and he's uh, he's uh, he's definitely against anti-Semitism. So I don't understand where they're coming from on this. You know, where the media will always it seems to be skewing what is truly happening in the Trump transition. Um. You know they're they're projecting that it's these liberals um, that are all offended by the hatred and the Nazism of a, of of the Trump campaign or administration. Yet it's quite the opposite. It's these it's the the these individuals that voted for Hillary or Sanders, possibly even you know Jill Stein or Johnson. Um, but there's these these individuals that are riling up in people, projecting this, this fear in social media, and it's skewed by the, the mass media, where people think that, you know, the perception is, is that individuals that are for Trump are some, somehow racist, and we're not. Um, but I'll tell you this, um, most of America, most of, you know, in, on the electoral map, and ha about half, of America voted for Trump. Now, most of the people that are that did vote for Trump are in states that know how to make, manufacture weapons and and um, and gunpowder. They have the means to do this. In the in the in the areas that Hillary um, was popular and, and and received the votes, like New York. In California, they don't really have that that type of know-how. So the individuals that voted for Trump, they know how to hunt, they know how to shoot a gun, they know they have means of manufacturing, and they don't understand that if they keep on pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, these individual uh, the the Trump movement or or you know just the ones that are the red states, if these liberals keep on pushing this agenda. There's going to be, uh, there's going to be some sort of strife. There's going to be some sort of conflict that's that's going to come to 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 shoots, you know, shooting. Um, I think the Trump supporters are becoming uh, a little bit more. We're we we want to give Trump a chance to to prove himself and what he promised. And maybe he can't maybe he can't provide everything, and that's okay. That's okay as long as he's moving the ball forward. You know, I voted for Trump because I'm an anti-globalist. You know, I have seen what happened to Michigan uh, post-NAFTA. And, you know, because of the NAFTA fiasco, the automotive industry was destroyed. But we have a chance to, to bring back manufacturing. And Michigan was not just manufacturing vehicles, but it was about the tool and die industry. The tool and die industry is bigger than the actual 
making of the vehicle because the tool and dial industry can go into all these other peripheral industries too. So once you just destroy that tool and die industry, you've lost the manufacturing base. But I, I envision that coming back. Now there will be robotics and um, CNC machines and stuff like that. That's already been somewhat implemented all the way back in the in the 90s, in the late 80s. But the so the the manufacturing of the vehicle will be much more robotic. Um, the actual products, but the tool and die industry, because those are one-off products. Maybe you know you make maybe one mold, production mold, or maybe two as a backup. Uh, that's not an automated process. There's a lot of manual handling of, of, of the mold or the, or the die, you know, what they call, you know, like a stamp die or an injection mold or something like that, or a forging die. So that industry is going to be coming back. Um, you know, so I'm willing to give Trump a chance to, to roll back what was bad about the trade agreements that we've had. That's what we, what we wanted. But the liberals, they keep on projecting, well, you know, if you, if you bring back globalization, um, if you take away globalization, we're not going to, you know, even if the manufacturing jobs come back, it's all going to be robotic. They don't understand tool and die because they've never worked in a, in a shop. You know, when I was young, I, I worked in a, a plastic shop, you know, and I worked myself up, up the ladder into automotive engineering. So, you know, people need to, people need to understand that a part of a vibrant economy is this this uh, manufacturing base, and that just throwing it away overseas um, makes the country less stable. Now, the the the, um, the so the liberals would say, well, you know, that those jobs will are all going to be robotic. No, they won't be all robotic. They have also stated that. Um, the Trump supporters seem to be um, warmongering. Well, that's not true either. You know, the, the, the warmongers are really the neocons. Let me give you a story. You know, when I, when I first started, when I went to undergrad, you know, way back in 1990, um, we were starting to ramp up operations in the Gulf, which, which you know, the Desert Storm and Desert Shield. At that time, it was Desert Shield. So I remember, you know, in the student center, um, some of my friends were really worried about maybe there would be a new, you know, there would be a draft because, you know, there was this, the Kuwait movement that was going on with Saddam Hussein. And, but it was, at that moment in time, what, so it was the fall, fall of the Berlin Wall then the ushering in of George Bush Sr. and, you know, the, you know, in going in, going into the Middle East, where it was this, the start, it seems to me, of the, the beginning of the constant warring in the, in the, um, the Middle East that has been going on ever since. So there is, there is this, um, there is this, uh, possibility that with the Trump administration that we may be ramping down the warring that's in the Middle East um, and maybe stabilize it. There seems to be evidence through the Obama administration and the, the uh, uh, 
the administration of Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State, where there was funding of ISIS and the failures that took place in Benghazi. And it seems to be in some sort of orchestrated movement of, fund, of, of uh, arms and, and funds into, Saudi, uh, into Syria um, to make it destabilized to be able to bring this pipeline all the way through to the Mediterranean, through Syria, to circumvent the energy pipeline for Russia through, through Ukraine. So this is why there is this, this, this battle between the United States and Russia. Now, I think that Trump is going to de-escalate this, 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 um, this conflict between, between Russia and the United States. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. I'm, but I, I think that that de-escalation is going to take place. So I have this feeling that Trump is a little bit more cooler-headed in terms of pushing the button or in terms of you know, going to war than, than what was going on with the Obama administration or the Hillary Clinton administration. Now, um, now what I'd like to... So tr Trump, Trump supporters and Trump, I think, um, aren't warmongering. But yet, if you listen to the, the mass media and the, the liberals, it's like, well, you know, Trump supporters must be Nazis and Trump supporters are warmongers and we're going right back to the 1930s and 1940s. And it's like, no, we're, I, th I think what's going on is we're reestablishing nationalism, reestablishing the idea that um, whatever the global, some sort of global uh, government wants the United States to do is no longer going to happen. Um, we're now going to be a country that, that's going to be looking a little bit more inward to rebuild the, 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 the nation that, that it can be. And there's nothing wrong with that. So these, so right after the election, there's a lot, there was a lot of these individuals that were, that were crying, you know, these liberals were crying right after. And, you know, I, I have a hard time believing that us Trump, Trump supporters would have been little butthurted, you know, as these liberals are, if Trump lost. Do you think that these Trump supporters would be crying in the streets and, and needing time off from work and, and uh, you know, these uh, students that were Trump supporters, let's say University of Michigan, you know, they would have to have safe spaces and, and to play, you know, and need Play-Doh to play. And, and, you know, it just seems like the, these, these liberals are just, they're, they've, especially the guys, you know, these liberals, they've lost testosterone. They've become little wussies. You know, they, they become this, 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 um, this, uh, this, this, you know, very, very unmasculine type person where, where they, I, I don't even know if they could know how to fight. You know, I don't know, but they sure as hell don't know how to hunt. They don't know how to, you know, fish. They don't know how to, you know, it's like they've been detached from nature. By being in big, a big city, you know, because I was born and raised in Michigan, and I moved to New York, so I kind of know both worlds. But it seems as though people who have been raised in a, in a, in a metropolis like New York um, have, lost, have lost the, 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 uh, the idea of, um, you know, how to hunt and fish and, and, and um, you know, just to be more self-sufficient. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, there is a wussification, definitely, of, of America, uh, you know, and it's promoted, I think, in large part,
by the school system. Um, these these universities, I mean, I mean, when you're pushing these these types of degrees that are um, um, kind of like they're trying to to blame white males that you know everything that went wrong in a, in the world is a white male issue. I mean, you know, it's like where is this coming from? You know, I it it just seems like there is a per, there, there there is a an ad- agenda against success in America. There seems to be an agenda against free thinking, um, but maybe, maybe um, you know, maybe that will end, you know, under a Trump administration, and there would be this this reconstitu- reconstituting of of uh, testosterone in males, and they'll become a little bit more, you know. Uh, what we should be, and that's you know, more self-sufficient and not so dependent on the government, not so so dependent on um, resources and our thinking from some sort of higher authority. Um, so this is why I like listening to uh, individuals and uh, that are more alternative news oriented than than the mass media. Because I think the mass media has really lost their their soul. They've lost the, their track. So they're really, they're, most of them are pushing this kind of agenda. Um, case in point, um, Bloomberg, uh, huge guy in New York, right? You know, he set up Bloomberg TV and, and the Bloomberg terminal for trading and all this. Um, entrepreneur, you know. But as he got wealthier and wealthier, and this is similar to George Soros, as they become wealthier and wealthier, they become more and more top-down, become a little bit more dictatorial. Um, so through, through capitalism and the free market um, and hard work, they became very wealthy. But they, became, they, they, they had power, and they were able to project that power, and, and that's going against kind of the foundation of, of individualism. They're pushing collectivism. So Bloomberg's T, Bloomberg TV uh, posted on their website, or Bloomberg News is that's what it's called now, but they post on their website that, well, Trump is it, it settled the $25 million lawsuit against Trump University. And they, they misquoted his tweet you know, he basically, Trump basically tweeted, I'm paraphrasing that, you know, I've settled the case, you know, and, you know, now it's, you know, behind us and now we can focus on moving forward with the nation as, you know, as I become president instead of focusing on, you know, frivolous lawsuits. But he said that there is no omission of wrongdoing. Um, so this is, can be all backed up on the documents from the court system, you know, through the arbitration. Now, he... Bloomberg News says, well, they misquote him. Bloomberg News misquotes him and says that, that he admits on cheating students. Well, no, I, and that he says this on Twitter. Well, no, that's not what he said on Twitter. So here you have the uh, mass news, supposedly uh, uh, an unbiased in, intellectual news network, quote Bloomberg News, that did not, did not, uh, did not qu- uh, quote, Trump properly and misled the reader 
and misled the, the watcher of their news that Trump was admitting guilt. Well, no, he didn't admit guilt. He just said that it's better to move forward. It's better to write a $25 million check so I can focus on the presidency than to fight this in court. I think it was a smart move. It's just to get it, to get it past him. You know, if you're five billion or ten billion or whatever billion he is, you know, twenty-five million is not. I mean, that's you know, interest payment, you know, on on some sort of annuity that he has. So it's it's not that big of a deal from you know, in terms of cost. But you got this media that just spins things where they're they're trying to find wrongdoing. They're trying to say that his administration is in disarray um, um, because there really isn't anything there that's, that's, that's missing. There's a, the, the administration actually is doing pretty well, and it's not, it, it hasn't even been sworn in yet because you hear in the news, well, Ford it has announced that they're not going to be moving um, more manufacturing into Mexico, that they're going to uh, have the manufacturing in the United States. Well, that's a win. You know, he was, he, was, he was asked during one of the debates, I think it was the third debate, how are you going to prevent the, the, uh, the manufacturing, how, how will you bring the manufacturing back into the United States? Well, you can bring the manufacturing back into the United States by having, free, having fair trade instead of free trade. And if you think that it's unfair, then you can levy taxes where it can equalize it and make it fair. Well, he said the best way to do it is to throw a 35% tax on goods coming into the United States if, if, if it was manufactured overseas. Well, what does he do? He says that, and Apple and Ford, in, in the last week, have announced that they were going to move manufacturing facilities back to the United States. So what he said in the debate actually worked, and scared the major, quote, globalist companies or multinational companies into bringing manufacturing back to the United States. And again, it's not so much on how many employees that are going to be on the line on the actual floor that manufacture the products, because it's somewhat a small percentage of, of, the, um, of, the, of the labor, the total labor that goes into the product. Because you need all that tool and die and, and, and automation uh, expertise to go to, to, to be employed. And they, they, because of the velocity of money, are moving money around in the peripheral uh, industries, uh, what we call industrial clustering. So the industrial clustering, by just, because of mo just moving the plant back to the United States, the industrial clustering will be magnified. But these are what the liberals don't understand they're, they, because they're not taught on how to work. They, they're taught on how, maybe how to read a book, you know, maybe how to, you know, but they, they, they're not taught on, on you know, hard work. Um, so that, that's another thing that the, the mass media is spinning. And I guess the overarching theme of this video is, this, you know, I, I, I think I titled it, you know, why the butthurt of the liberals or why liberals are butthurt with, because of the, the election. Part of it is their conditioning in schools. Schools, especially higher education, have, are heavily skewed to liberal, liberalism, I'll call it liberalism, 
and the and, and socialism. Let's say it's socialism. So they're they're heavily skewed to socialism or collectivism, and these individuals lash out when they find see people like myself or individuals um, that have um, you know have a business or you know have fought for the country or whatever that um, you know that they're oh, these people are evil they're individuals and you know they're not you know they're not part of the social collective communistic you know m mentality you know they try to beat down us individualists or trump supporters right you know so they, these these liberals or socialists are getting this feed from from this, the school system that's one problem and then they are also writing and producing and a part of the multi the, the multimedia mass media establishment so there there's a there's another feedback a magnification to re-promote what was in the school system so children are coming out now as as robert was saying about wussification in in the um you know in america it's it's reinforced in the school system, reinforced in the mass media, and anyone that is looking at other sources of information are considered evil or the alt-right. Um, but in reality, the alt-right is becoming, you know, a little bit more popular now than the, the mass media because it, the mass media have been caught in so many lies. Um, and then eventually when these socialists constitute families, you know, that they actually have families, they re-promote this socialism. Um, but I think that this, it's almost the, the reason why these liberals were, were crying dur during, you know, during the election cycle and, and you know, after, after the votes came in and they noticed that Hillary lost. It's like this detoxification. It's this... Um, the, 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 their reality, even though it was a false reality, started crashing down on them, and they started realizing that their their collectivism um, is 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 no longer going to be assumed. You know, with Obama, collectivism was assumed, and that everyone was riding that wave. Right now, we're moving towards economic nationalism. We're moving towards individualism. We're, we're moving towards um, the the idea that's through merit, a meritocracy, um, that you, you move up this way. It's through luck, hard work, um, you know, a uh, a good moral constitution, a good moral fiber in, in an individual um, will make the society a better place through the emergent property of other individuals doing the same thing instead of having this top-down you know people being controlled by by government so these liberals their whole fabric their whole uh, environment that that was promoting this collectivism um, is crashing down around them and they're, still, and they're going through like a detox um, some sort of an addiction uh, withdrawal uh, realizing, oh my God, the mass media has now lost power. Now you see, here's here. This this is kind of a good example. If you watch CNN, CNN had a strong um, connection with the with the Hillary camp, 
so they had inside information, they were able to communicate very well. It seemed they also had uh, strong connections with the Pentagon during the wars in the Middle East to kind of promote a, a certain agenda uh, through the Bush administration. Um, and they seem to have a, a, a connection with the Obama administration. Now, with the Trump, because they were so anti-Trump, CNN was so anti-Trump during the election cycle, and Hillary lost, they have now kind of lost their footing. They've lost the connections in a Trump administration, and you see them lashing out. So alternative news networks like Breitbart and... Alex Jones and Infowars, um, and even some news anchors on Fox um, do have connections with the Trump administration early on because they were somewhat of, a, of supporters or at least gave him the time to articulate his, his uh, agenda, right, uh, you know, uh, for the nation. While you had CNN just constantly blasting that, you know, he was just a clown and he was just a, a person that was uh, um, a warmonger and he's, a, you know, he's, he's not serious and he's just trying to build up his brand. And in reality, you know, no, you know, he's 71 years old, maybe 72, 71 years old and, you know, very wealthy and he could play golf the rest of his life. But no, he wanted to do something bigger than himself. So every person that has gone in... Um, into the military or is, 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 uh, has uh, set aside their personal gain for the betterment of the country um, are people that I look up to, you know. Um, and this is, what, this is what Trump's doing. He's setting aside his personal and he's saying, I have the skill set and, and the, the, the stars are aligned in a certain way that I can make the country a better place. Um, and he didn't have to do that. But instead, you have CNN that will say, well, no, he's only doing it for himself, and, you know, not, you know, he's, but he's actually, he's, he's doing it for a higher, uh, higher purpose, a higher, uh, it's over and beyond himself, right? But CNN projects it in a totally different light. So because of that, they're losing connection with the administration, and they're upset now that he's not talking to the press and he's just going out and having a dinner with his family at a steakhouse in New York and they get all pissed off that how, you know, how could they not be informed that he was going to a steakhouse in New York? Well, one, the streets are very small in New York, all right? There's, you know, it, New, Manhattan is a small place, even though it seems big, you know, with big buildings, it's a small island, right? And when they shut down streets, um, it, it takes a an awful lot of police power to do that, all right? And to have an entourage of, of, of press, too, on top of it, would just add to the confusion and the, the congestion in the city. But beyond that, because they weren't so, because they were so anti-Trump, um, and so pro-Hillary during the election cycle, you know, him ditching them, I think, was, was the right thing to do. They're starting to realize that they're becoming irrelevant. And maybe part of the crying, the butthurt that, that these liberals have, is the realization that 
through their detoxing, uh, you know, it's the realization that they are no longer in charge. The collectivism is gone. It's dead. And more and as time, if, as we see this, we're going to see more and more. It's going to be similar to like a Reagan, the Reagan years, but different, because during the Reagan years, um, the economics, the uh, political economic philosophy, and the um, the um, the geopolitical was different. For example, Khrushchev, uh, uh, not Khrushchev, um, Gorbachev. Gorbachev was a person that I think was wanting to move Russia into a new era. Okay, Putin gives me the feeling that he doesn't want to move Russia into the um, into that same kind of new era that Gorbachev was. I think I think Putin is a little bit more wants to roll back the the KGB kind of days. But I could be wrong on that, but that's my gut feeling. So it's a little different. Gorbachev and Putin's uh, thought processes are different. Trump is similar to Reagan. It's about it's about nationalism. It's about opportunity, um, um, thinking positive about the country, getting out of the what they call the um, the the uh, Vietnam syndrome. I think it was what they called it, where the nation seemed kind of like in a in a very uh, low opinion of itself because of what what happened. Um, the the um, the uh, the differences between Reaganism and Trumpism, I'll call it Trumpism. So Trumpism, we have low interest rates. In Reagan, in, in the Reagan years, because of the Carter administration and, and even if you go all the way back to the, the Nixon administration, there was this hyper, there was this inflation that was taking place and it was Volcker in the Federal Reserve that broke the inflation uh, trajectory and had it come down, but it didn't really come down until around 81, I think it was. So, so the beginning of Reaganism was, it had much higher in inflation rates, but it was going down. Um, so we weren't worried about zero bound, zero bound interest, in interest rates or zero bound, you know, federal, federal reserve target, target rates. So the, the Federal Reserve problems are different. We're worried about negative interest rates while they were a little bit more worried about hyperinflation. So that's a difference. And Reaganism it was the doctrine, the, the uh, Margaret Thatcher doctrine, where it was ne what they called neoliberalism for markets. So neo neoliberalism for markets was the opening of markets, the globalization. So there's a little bit of kind of like an anti-Reaganism in terms of neoliberalism for markets uh, within Trumpism. It's the idea, it's not about free trade, it's about, it's about actually fair trade. Um, and economic nationalism is more important. And the idea that these trade agreements, like TPP, um, doesn't give power to the multinationals, nor does it give it power to the UN, but it maintains the sovereignty of of the country. Um, this is why the UK broke away from the EU. They were tired of losing sovereignty. Um, so 
I think there is this trend of anti-globalization. Um, it's more about fair trade instead of free trade. Uh, and hopefully we, you know, get, you know, get a lot of the things that we were voting for uh, through the Trump administration, some sort of, some sort of control and oversight of the Federal Reserve, some, you know, de-escalation or a lot of de-escalation in the Middle East, and uh, a more normalization of, of relations with Russia and, and Putin, and the reconstituting of our military and the need to, uh, to build up infrastructure. Uh, within the military and within within the nation, um, and strengthen the the, uh, the different military branches, but especially the navy, um, because the blue water navy that's being established from China um, is becoming worrisome to the U.S. Navy, and we need the ability to project power if needed. Um, so reconstituting uh, naval naval fleets and 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 uh, and, and that um, I'm for um, not for a war with China, but I am not for them cutting off shipping lanes uh, neither. So we need to be able to project power if needed um, if they want to control those shipping lanes. But that's I. You know that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. You know, there were there was this, you know, these these liberals, you know, saying that all these Trump supporters are evil and all these Trump supporters are are um, Nazis and da da da. You know, and I'm saying no, that we're not. We're actually you know hardworking American people that you know you know like apple pie and you know and and barbecue and and uh, you know go out and hunt and and fish and and uh, you know start a business or whatever just you know I don't want big government on me you know all the time and and taking away my opportunity of prosperity um, the liberals on the other hand want hand-me-downs they want they want the government to give them everything and and uh, um, it's promoted in the school system. It's promoted in the media because there is this there is multinationals that benefit from this kind of top-down control. But uh, hopefully they'll, they'll come to their senses. But the mass media right now and in the social media right now, it's they're spinning it as if all these all these uh, protests are because of the hate. Um, that the Trump supporters, they're saying the Trump supporters are, are, are causing, um, that it was the Trump supporters that are rioting. No, it's, that's not true. It's what's, who's rioting are Black Lives Matter movements or these communist you know, movements or Mecha or, or uh, La Raza movements. Um, they're kind of the racist, the racist, but CNN doesn't call La Raza racist. CNN doesn't call you know, these communist uh, groups that are promoting this hate and, and, uh, and destruction of property as uh, anti, you know, some sort of anti-American. Instead, what they say is, is it's the Trump supporters that are the haters. That's not true. It's just, it's, not, it's just not true. But yet, there's this false reality in the media. So I think it's individuals like myself and and you know 
others that are in the social media that do videos or write blogs or or um, uh, tweet or you know retweet social um, um, commentary to basically prove that you know <laughs> middle America, the red states that voted for Trump are just decent individuals, and we want to you know just have a country that 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 is uh, safe, secure, and prosper. And we want to just be live our lives, you know. And but the mass media doesn't doesn't think so, you know. Mass media wants to promote this this hate game. Probably what's going to happen is, is there's going to be some co serious conflict between the red states and the blue states, you know. These these ultra liberals and these these conservatives. Um, and the reality is, the conservatives know how to fight. The conservatives know how to shoot. You know, they push comes to shove. The liberals are not going. They're, they're not going to. They're going to not going to be happy if they keep on pushing the the conservative button. Um, the, the conservative um, um, keep on projecting. You know, this 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 hate and destruction of property. The conservatives won't put up with it. So, but I think uh, that it's it's important that we just give Trump a chance. To get up, get his administration going, to see what happens with the anti-globalist agenda. Um, that's why I primarily voted for him, and and I'll be critical if he isn't promoting that. If he, but I think he will. I think there is just there's a there's a sea change happening in the United States. I I, I can sense it, um, and I, I I feel I feel somewhat vindicated, even though I was criticized for eighteen months being a Trump supporter. But, um, but thank you for listening, and, um, and I appreciate you, um, you know, watching this, this video, and uh, thank you very much. Bye-bye.